Um, should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do the damn thing. Okay, ladies, how are you? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm just We're like kidding. ready to jump, ready to jump right into it. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I know you live on the West Coast, but I'm sure you've heard about the state of life in Ontario right now. I've, I have. I have. You know, before we jump into that, though, let's like let's let the people know who you are first. Oh um, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is. Uh, the, the lovely voices you hear on the other end are uh, Nat and San from the podcast Info Whores. Um, <laughs> so first of all, first question, because <laughs> I want to get into, I want to kind of get into your, your guys' backgrounds and how you kind of ended up where you are. Um, but where did the name Info Whores come from? Well, that's a, that's a question for San. No, okay. I, I made, I just made a list of names and that one, we, that one was the best. Yeah, we did have a short list, like. There was okay. like the anti-social because there's that Toronto show, The Social. I don't know what else there was, but Info Horse just really stuck. Yeah, I think gotcha. it works. Is that, like a, is that like an Alex Jones show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't actually really listen to Alex Jones at all. We just thought it was... <laughs> it was no, it's a nice play on, on it. And everyone will, everyone in our circle will recognize. Yeah, I think a lot of people would. Yeah. yeah. We were just, yeah. we're cheeky gals, you know. <laughs> no, totally. I love it. I totally. I, I mean, I got the reference right away, so I love it. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Stan got quiet again. That's okay. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Sorry. But, um, so okay. So info horse. Um, you guys have been doing a podcast for uh, almost. You guys started like right after I started mine. I think pretty close. Yeah, like um, February twenty twenty one. Got you. Got yeah. you. Got you. Okay. So I think I started. I started mine back in like August September, and then yeah. didn't do an episode for like three months, and then <laughs> now I'm you doing more like, regularly. You had to like recuperate from all the hate you got. Oh, what man. really? Nat, did I? Oh, Sandy, you haven't heard this story? No. He's been slammed. Oh no. man. Yeah. yeah. I I went through the ringer, which I mean I kind of expected because that's just that's just coming out of the closet as a conservative these days. Yeah. Right? Um. But yeah, I basically I let out an episode. There was like a whole movement against this one restaurant, um, slash garden in Abbotsford called Tangle Bank, um, and the story is basically Tangle Bank. That it's a husband and wife that own the business, and the husband made like a comment saying all lives matter on some downtown business association oh. instagram post right anyways <laughs> bunch of local town drama right um and uh, bird. <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> and uh and like all lives matter i get that it's it can be interpreted as like inflammatory or disrespectful to the, the whole blm movement but he literally clarified it by saying like all lives matter let's just respect everybody right so he clearly yeah. wasn't yeah. meaning it to be racist or whatever and they tried to like take down this business. The wife is a city councilor in Abbotsford. What? They tried to like get her off city council. What? And I just released a podcast kind of calling them all out because that's nonsense. Right. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, that's like it, they all tanked my iTunes ratings and like disliked on my videos on what? YouTube are crazy. And it's all yeah. coming from that same group still. But <laughs> I give you five stars yeah. like every day. I don't know if that matters because I'm the same person, but I try to like... <laughs> You know. Yeah, I so appreciate that. But yeah. good so for you. That. Good for you for doing that. Hi, thank you, Sand. Thank you. And seriously, good for you. Like, honestly, this is, it's so encouraging to have, um, at least with Nat, like a, another local friend who's doing this and, and to hear your voice, Sand, and you guys talking about 
um, things that matter and kind of swimming upstream is, is so rare and brave these days. It's, it's encouraging to have people of like mind willing yeah, to speak it's nice up because it's to know so you're not rare. alone, but yeah, it's, it's not even, but even, our views are not new views. Our, these are traditional views that the three of us kind of have. It's just, we're not, it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream yeah. anymore. It's, it's our views are considered backwards now. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're totally. Totally. Which I think is for me is total fun, especially I have a musician background. So for, I'm a musician uh, for too. what do you play? What do you play? Say again. You're a musician. What do you play? Oh, I play a little bit of everything. I do like a little, I have a little alternative rock band um, <laughs> that's done a bunch here. And they're not so, not so much since COVID because all our shows and stuff got canceled. Of course, of course. Um, but I think it's fun. I think it's fun that conservatism became like the new counterculture, like the new punk rock. Yeah. Uh, oh, heck which yeah. I didn't it expect, is. Yeah. which is like, I mean, it's super fun to be on that side of the, 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 by the aisle, I guess. Right. Yeah. The right um, side of history. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Literally. Ben have you, have you read that book by the way? <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's, that's a book by Ben Shapiro and it's phenomenal. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Oh, but uh, yeah, I just finished yeah. that actually a couple of weeks ago oh, and good to he basically know. just, yeah, he just lays down the philosophy of like Western conservatism going back through, like he talks about the Greeks and Jerusalem and kind of the two, the twin pillars of Athens and Jerusalem. So Greek reason and then, um, Judeo-Christian foundations, right? Totally. Um, phenomenal. But, um, okay. So a little more about, so San, I want I'm going to get to you, Nat, in a second, but San, what's kind of just really quickly, I want to sum up your tra- like your trajectory. What led you to being a conservative speaking out on the Info Horrors podcast? Well, I wasn't. I was. Um, I spent like my whole life being an SJW, a very hmm. liberal feminist, raw raw feminist. And it wasn't until I went to community college recently to become a social worker that uh, I realized that uh, um, what they're teaching young people and what they're teaching in schools is it's it's right. It's not right. They're teaching socialism. They're teaching extreme communism and it's wow and that really awakened me i guess it red pilled me and yeah i became i started watching ben shapiro and jordan peterson and uh learning about politics i was never political in my life um so it was only through politics that i met nat through our local People's Party of Canada candidate. Yeah. Oh, get out of here, really? Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, we like met the guy who was um, running for PBC in Robert our, Stewart. Yeah. Awesome. In our kind of area. And um, he was hosting like a party to watch the election. And we were the only okay. girls there. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, for you. Hey, there was no re- one Representation there. matters, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. It was stuff. just shocking to meet yeah. another female conservative. So No, but our, oh, our, our writing is, it, it will never be anything but liberal. Yeah. Oh, well, mm. Toronto is, it's right. NDP yeah. heavy here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for we sure. met. For it sure. was fate. And here we are. And now awesome. we're just a couple of info horrors. So just what? About, <laughs> so Patrick, what about you? Do you have a lot of? Did you lose a lot of friends, or do you have a lot of? Do you have a big community of conservatives out where you are? Well, you know what, San, it's it's kind of an interesting story. I definitely have a lot of conservative friends, um, 
before honestly before starting this podcast i thought abbotsford was a lot more conservative than so far it's appeared to be from right. kind of the flack i've gotten yeah which was a surprise because i thought i kind of lived i mean the, where i live in in the fraser valley in abbotsford um nat you know this we got called like the bible belt of the fraser valley right like it's oh. like um um it was always conservative growing up yeah totally yeah. totally yeah. and uh I, I just think and maybe it's because i i'm kind of um of the age of people who have just been in college or recently graduated from college uh, or in college and so um, I've really been able to see kind of firsthand the the really negative like socialist communist influence that colleges are having on even conservative towns yeah. um, because that's my age group. That's who's listening to me. Uh, I just got dragged through the ringer right off the bat. Right. Um, in what I thought was a conservative town. Um, and so, yeah, it's been surprising that like I've gotten a bunch of hate from people I don't know, but I've also gotten a lot of hate, more hate than I expected from people I do know. Um, which you mentioned Jordan Peterson earlier. He speaks of ideological possession where it's like, you're so possessed by an ideology, um, that it just kind of, it, it dilutes your thinking and that you don't start, you start not treating people as human. Like I've been called by friends who know me very well. Like literally (laughs) Nat and I were talking about a friend of ours, a mutual friend that I was a roommate with once. Um, and he has since, <laughs> like, like this dude literally lived with me. We were good friends, right? Yeah. Um, and he's called me a misogynist and a transphobe and a racist and a whole bunch of nonsense that's totally yeah. baseless and unfounded. Um, yeah. Simply because I disagree with him on, on some policy points, right? Yeah. Because I think that's the left these days is, is to yeah, just... they want to dehumanize people, right? So it's yeah. easier to, to, like, slam people with these meaningless like titles and names it's yeah mm. but i have to say like i college and universities are they're extremely powerful mm. and you're catching them at their most impressionable age right where they're yeah. struggling to find an identity and you know figure out their career or whatever yeah mm. more about their personality than yeah. it is career at this point but um yeah it's mm. very powerful but uh that's too bad about um, your roommate and your friends. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, um, and this is actually, I want to get into this. I want, Nat, I want to get into, get into your story as well. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about um, afterwards, just tips for, <laughs> it's almost funny that uh, like coming out of the closet as conservative. That's kind of, that's kind of how I've been thinking about it lately. <laughs> yeah. Dave Rubin um, talks about that a yeah. lot in his book. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He yeah. does. I haven't read his actually. I, I want, I've been meaning to order it. Don't yeah, burn this good. book. It's- it's an easy yeah. it's an easy read. It's good. I, yeah. I would definitely recommend it if you're someone who is uh, on the fence because right. it really equips you with mm, like just like cool. baseline facts and stuff. It's a, it's a good read for yeah for like a liberal who's like eh, I don't know if I identify with liberalism as it's defined now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. Awesome. Because I, I've heard that from numerous people um, who even like I know I know I've heard I know a bunch of I follow a bunch of even gay conservatives right. Yeah. And and like the the common thread through all of that is like yeah coming out as conservative was way harder than coming out as gay in <laughs> 2020 2021 right and i obviously i can't i can't verify the truth of that myself not being gay <laughs> but just take um, their word for it yeah exactly yeah. exactly right? <laughs> yeah. um and so um yeah i guess i wanted to get into like some tips for that and but how how because i think i think we're coming into a time where we need people who have the courage to speak out because i think we've been silent for far too long that's kind of how things got so bad to begin with yeah they Um, always say the silent majority right yeah although i'm i'm less and less 
certain <laughs> that we're the majority. I don't know. There's just the silent us. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it, who yeah. knows if it's the majority? But that's that's exactly right. The reason we don't know is because is because many of us are not speaking out because. Um, I think, I think a lot of it, and this is not to degrade anyone's personal situation. People have families, people have livelihoods and careers. They've, they've spent years building. Right. So I understand the fear of like, if, if me coming out and saying what I believe to be the truth is going to jeopardize those things, jeopardize my livelihood, jeopardize my family's well-being. I understand that's a difficult hurdle. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think we're, I honestly, and this is not, I, I, I find myself kind of aghast at how paranoid I've, I, I maybe come across lately, but I think we are at real risk of starting to lose those things. Um, but, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want to get into that in a sec, but Nat, I want to explore your story a little bit because I know a little bit of your story personally. We were friends back when you lived in on this, on the, on the worst coast, as you call it now. Uh, I, we, I still think the it's best the best coast. coast. <laughs> it's just... Good. Yeah. I just, I'm not me. supposed to say that. I'm so you, you guys went to high school it. together? No. So Patrick and I grew up in theater together, like... For like oh, years and years and years, like okay. many plays, like you know, oh, the outsiders okay. represent, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so we've it. known each other for quite a long time. Um, I don't know, like what your impression of me was as a young, you know, actress or whatever. <laughs> but I, yeah, I was kind of apolitical. I think um, for most of my life. I mean, my parents are conservatives. I was, I guess, raised conservative, but. I just didn't really care as a young artist, as a budding artist. Just yeah. Um, and then I went to University of the Fraser Valley, and um, it's like kind of subtly a very progressive place. Mm. Of course, in theater, I guess I I don't know. I it, I didn't find that it was like an obvious indoctrination, but little things here and there, like accepting this and that and this and that. And it was kind of just like right. a snowball effect. And I kind of slowly just started accepting it as, you know, truth um, yeah. without really yeah. questioning it. Cause you're just involved with all these people. You don't want to, you don't want to step on any toes, but also they sell it well. Sorry to they, interject. Yeah. They, they sell, sell it well. really well. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. You know, especially when you're in the arts, right? Because everything in the mm-hmm. arts is so accepting and free and whatever. And, uh, yeah. and, and artists tend to be bleeding hearts. Yeah, yeah totally. So it's a, it's yeah. always the emotional play when you're yeah. an artist, right? Anyway, so yeah. I kind of fell into that a bit. But to be honest, it never really uh, added up for me, that whole leftist kind of ideology. And I mm-hmm. I never fully felt like I belonged in that community. I, was, I always right. felt like sort of the odd one out. Um, Anyway, so then fast forward a few years, uh, Trump wins. Trump wins the election. And um, (laughs) I never really cared about politics, but I just remember hearing so much hate towards this man who was loved by all of America for decades. Like, we all grew up watching The Apprentice. Come on. Like, get fired. Totally. You know? (laughs) That's a horrible impression. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I'm not an actor anymore. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. It just made no sense to me. So I started kind of going down the rabbit hole there. And I was like, no, this is all lies. Like, the media has been lying Mm. to all of us for so long. And we just... We didn't even stop Preach. to think or question it. We, we were yeah. just so used to whatever they said as being Bible, you know? So anyway, yeah. that's kind of what, that kind of what, pu- that's what pushed me. Yeah. 
No, totally. It's funny to hear you say that because I didn't know that kind of whole story. Um, and, and really quickly, too, I just think it's so funny. I was so I think I kind of discovered you were conservative through Instagram, just seeing some things you were posting. Yeah. And, and we kind of reconnected that way because we kind of lost touch after you moved to Ontario and that yeah. kind of thing. But um, I remember reaching out to you or you reached out to me or something because of stuff we were posting. And she's like, I was so, I was so surprised that you of all people ended up conservative because and that's what? my memory of you back when we knew each other as well is is that you were totally apolitical so i had i knew nothing about yeah. your your politics <laughs> but what i know is that like holy crap the ufe theater department everyone else ended up like super liberal yep. non-binary like i don't even know <laughs> like, like everyone has um, pronouns in their bio yeah, like 100%. Like everyone else from the UFE theater department, anyone, everyone who's like a but student did, or a professor or all yeah. of that, right? But do they But do they have land acknowledgments? <laughs> do they have land acknowledgments? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the next tier of like that's, in that's Twitter the Twitter bio? Is land- that's the wokest <laughs> of the woke. The, they used yeah. to, they, at yeah, UFE, yeah. they would honor the land that they were yeah, on. Yeah, no, if you have every, that in your every bio. Every ceremony, every like graduation ceremony and stuff, they yeah. always mention that, yeah. yeah. That's really um, funny though. I'm not friends with like anyone from UFE anymore. So if really? y'all are listening, yeah. I, I don't know. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening, let's um, be honest. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, when I found that out, I was like, like there is a God. <laughs> like, like someone, <laughs> Because someone from the UFE theater department can still end up conservative. I just, I think that says a lot about your character. I think it's great. Well, I think um, it's because though, you know, I was, I mean, I was rooted in faith, though, and I, I read my Bible, you know, and huge. I think that's really influenced my politics, frankly. That's been, I think, one of the biggest yeah, love things. Yeah, love just, it. Yeah, so. Totally. Do you, Patrick, do you have a religious background? Or? I do, yeah. I was I was oh, totally, okay. um, actually, t- I, it sounds like my story very much parallels Nat. I didn't know this, but oh. um, yeah, I was raised, I was raised by Christian parents. I've been Christian my entire life. Um, and... I, I was very apolitical too. Like I think pra- probably the early 2010s, I think is when we were mostly most active in kind of our theater days. Right. Um, and so through that process, I kind of, I liberalized a little bit and I was a youth leader for a long time in a church. Yeah. Um, and then around 2016, uh, I literally, it was coming off the tail end of a summer internship at my church as a youth leader. Um, and I had been a restaurant manager and a server for a long time. And when that internship ended, I didn't want to go back to that. So I found myself unemployed right around the same month Trump got elected, right? Uh-huh. Um, and funny, I was heartbroken when Trump got elected. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I looked at that, I was like, oh, like I thought the world was so much less racist and homophobic because I had believed oh, everything I'd seen, right? You just wow. kind of, you assume that the news is telling you the truth until yeah. you find yeah. reason to believe otherwise, right? Um, and what red-pilled me, I can trace it back to like a single moment, was I saw J.K. Rowling, uh, the author of the Harry Potter series, obviously, oh, yeah. right? which is a beloved. I still love it. <laughs> but she, tw- she tweeted out a video of, um, of Donald Trump. Uh, basically he's like, there's like a row of people. It's like a greeting circle or what, like a receiving circle, uh, in the oval office. Right. And he's going around and shaking everyone's hands. And there's this little kid, this little handicapped kid in a wheelchair. Right. And, and Trump just like blows by and doesn't even acknowledge his presence. The kid's trying to shake his hand and say hi. And Trump doesn't give him the time of day. Right. It looks really bad. Um, and JK <laughs> Rowling, JK Rowling tweets this out saying, ah, Trump is disgusting. He doesn't even view the disabled as people. He dehumanizes them, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And then one of the top comments actually was like, can you apologize and retract this? Uh, and post the whole video, please. And the whole video, you can tell it's the whole video because it's from the moment Trump walks into the room, right? 
um, he goes straight to the kid in the wheelchair oh, and like crouches God. down yeah. and says hi, spends like 30 seconds with the kid and yeah. then goes around, spends two seconds with everybody else. Yeah. Right? Oh God. And like, wow. I almost like, to me it was like, Oh God, like so heartwarming. Like it's like, it was, it I almost, I almost choked up a little bit. Cause I'm like, that was so sweet of him. Right. Wow, um, that's that's, which is that's like, an even better, that's an even better example, like compared to the Charlottesville argument. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, Progressives hate context, so <laughs> they're allergic to it. Yeah, oh, 100%. So. Yeah, 100%. Um, and That's... so I was just, I was blown away um, by like how deceptive that was. I don't know, I don't think JK Rowling did that on purpose, but no, I was no. just like, yeah. whoever was circulating that video just decided to leave the truth out, right? And yeah. just frick it. And I, yeah. I have a narrative to spin. And so I was just like, how if that's happened once, how many times has it happened? And down the rabbit hole I went, right? Wow. Um, everything that, that Trump said that was apparently racist or misogynist or homophobic, yeah. you put it in its context and yeah. that all disappears. Yeah. So wow. um, Charlottesville is a great example, right? That, yeah. oh, you're like good people on both sides. Yeah, yeah, we'll show the part where he literally says, I'm not talking about the KKK or the white yeah. supremacists, yeah. Um, I condemn them utterly, right? Like he literally says that in the next sentence, you never hear that part, right? Yeah. Totally. What a good story. Though. That's amazing. But, yeah. But that's my... how, that's how this whole thing started for me, but. I love it. Yeah. Sam, what were you going to say? Sorry. I forget. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but like. So sorry. So no, sorry. but props to you both. Like for walking away from the left is not an easy thing. Like. To admit um, that you were mistaken about something and you had a person mm -hmm. all wrong, for example, Donald Trump, to admit that you were wrong about somebody, mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's a big thing, it's a big deal to acknowledge to your friends that you made a mistake. Yeah. Right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So nice. I think especially in today's age where it's like. I got accused of, uh, I was defending a cop in one of these crazy BLM things. Uh -oh. Which one? Which, we, which, which we can one? get into. Um, one of these, one of these, uh, these, these tragic shootings, I think it was the one about um, uh, Adam Toledo, one of the recent ones, a 13 year old who was shot by police. Um, okay. I was, I was talking about that with somebody and I got accused of uh, boot licking, boot, like licking the boots of cops. <laughs> which, oh. um just doesn't to me like doesn't make any sense because it's like i don't know what motivation i could possibly have for like sucking up to cops right mm -hmm. i don't have a criminal background of their, you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know what motivation i could have that doesn't it, logically it makes no sense um but that's what i that's what i find is like uh, i think and this is not to like pump ourselves up or whatever but we have very little to gain by coming out as conservative in 2021 no. and so the only, the only reason I, th I see that we would do that is we're either some kind of grifter, which I, I don't get the, the, none of us are that, um, <laughs> or we're like, we actually believe in what we're saying, right? We're, yeah. we're actually convinced of the truth of what we're saying and think truth is important, um, important enough to give a megaphone to, right? Yeah, um, important enough to risk losing friends, family. Yeah. But I think, yeah. uh, I think the, the left are fueled by emotions, right? Mm. So they're yeah. just, they're searching for ways to be, um, ways to call people out and mm -hmm. ways to be offended. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're desperate to be offended for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. just waiting. Yeah, they're like on the prowl. They are though. <laughs> when can I be yeah. offended? Yeah. I'm yeah. like ironically sipping out of a leftist tears tumbler from Daily Wire, but oh, while you're, while you're, 
We got to get some tumblers. Cheers, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Cheers. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, really quickly, I want to get into, um, we'll make this one quick because there's some stuff I want to get into with you. Uh, yeah. But some tips, some tips for bravery, some tips for people who like maybe think the same, but are, are scared of coming out about it. Yeah. Um, for me, before I say anything on social media, for example, I give it to God, to be honest. Right like, on. Yeah. Like, Love honestly, it. when you surrender it to him and make sure what you're saying is honoring and glorifying God, because mm. it's really easy to just, you know, say stats, stats, stats for your own ego and whatever. But I really yeah. want everything I say and do to hopefully glorify God. I mean, I fall short, you know, all sin and fall mm -hmm. short. But I'd say that's number one if you're a Christian conservative. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah, um, yeah that's so good. Yeah. I, uh, what do you think, San? Like me, um, I think, okay, I take a long, I take a drink and a long vape. And I think, and I think, and I ask myself, Will I be embarrassed tomorrow morning when I think about that? Yeah. When I think about what mm. I said. When you want to like speak out. Yeah. yeah. I think too, like one of, this is one of the things Dave Rubin talks about in his book. Like, oh, I'm so scared to speak out because I'm going to lose friends. But when you lose friends because of politics, I'm sorry, those people aren't your friends anyway. Yeah. Because if you. Preach. Yeah. Like those people, if they can't support you because of an opinion about one thing that does not define you at all like yeah. mm -hmm. you know i'm a mm -hmm. conservative last right yeah yeah like i think it's mm. really yeah i think we just shouldn't we just shouldn't work like we shouldn't worry about it i yeah. guess yeah i don't know yeah yeah and i don't know how old you are patrick but i think i i have an advantage with that because i think like my friends grew up my friends and i grew up in an era where like it's these things didn't matter. Mm. Yeah. It, like your like identity. Your friendship politics, transcends yeah. politics. And politics yeah. or anything. And this this kind of stuff we didn't care about. Yeah, and one of the things Dave Rubin talks about though, like just kind of piggybacking what I was saying, yeah. is that you'll meet better friends who do support yeah. you. Yeah. Totally. You know, by being totally. your true authentic out of the closet self. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're your yeah. your truest self when you're when you're just speaking your, not your truth, but the truth, you know? So the truth, exactly. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. What about you? Like yeah. what, what's some of like, I'm sure people come to you for advice. You're a wise dude. Like, well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, I think, I think one of the things for myself is, um, I mean, both of you kind of just touched on it. Exactly. Is that, uh, I, one of, one of the best things I learned over the last couple of years is to keep your circle really small. The circle of people you, you care, like whose opinions you care about, mm -hmm. keep that really tight, right? Yeah. Because not something you and I agree on is that, and actually, Sam, I want to get, do you, have religion, do you have a religious background yourself, Sam? Kind of very similar to you guys. I grew up in church. Okay. I grew up from, in a Christian family and walked away from that for a bit, but came back to yeah. it. So similar. Cool. But cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, no, I was just going to say like, it, it's it, obviously like the, when I learned to shrink, um, th shrink the circle of whose opinions I care about, that was one of the most liberating things for, for, um, my, for my courage, for my mental health, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause I basically only care what God thinks my wife, uh, my parents, my, my siblings, um, and like my closest friends, right? Mm. And and I think that's one of, when you can shed the opinions of anyone outside of that circle, um, that's so liberating because it's like, and that's that's like what like 15, 20 people tops, right? Um, 
because you can it just allows you to shut out the noise obviously like there's people that i care about and and when they say things that are not true or that are that are derogatory or whatever that that can that can hurt sometimes if you dwell on it too much yeah. but it's like when you come back to reality you, i don't think so one of the things of social media is that we were never meant to handle the opinions of thousands of people and yeah. what they think mm-hmm. about us right <laughs> that's not how we were designed um and so if you can just learn to shut that out, shut out the, the the hundreds and the thousands of people who have opinions about you that you've never met in your life. Yeah. Um, and just focus on your family and your closest yeah. friends um, and your God. And that's it. Um, that has been one of the most liberating things in my life because I was able to count up that cost before ever starting a podcast or, or speaking up publicly about this yeah. stuff. Um, and it just, it's just water off a duck's back, honestly. Right. Oh, so good. Um, which is, it's, it's a really liberating concept. And so that, I think for people who are looking to speak up, just shrink your circle. I think that's so important is yeah. That's not really what good, you said. That's really good this, advice. Sorry. Yeah, that's really good. That's great advice. Yeah, that's amazing Thank advice. You. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, when you get those random comments from people who are like trolling you, you know, like you don't need to reply to them. You know, yeah. like if someone says yeah. something hateful to you, you don't need to engage. Like yeah. some people just aren't worth fighting with too. I think pick your totally. battles is a really good <laughs> tip. Yeah. Cause I think when I, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but when I first kind of was like a rah, rah conservative at the beginning, cause you kind of go on <laughs> this like, hi, you know, I, I kind of was, I was looking for fights yeah. <laughs> and I didn't win them all. <laughs> I might still be on that high, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens yeah. some days, you know, yeah. you're feeling feisty, whatever, but but pick your battles because some of mm-hmm. them just aren't, some people are not worth debating. I mean, okay. don't throw your pearls before swine, right? Yeah. To, to quote the scripture. Love it. Um, not, not to call them swine, but, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's, no. that's the analogy, right? Is that like not everyone's worth arguing about. Yeah. I always like to give people the chance. Like sometimes I will respond with like a reasoned response. And if they, you know, if they're clearly not interested in a good faith debate, then then you yeah. kind of drop it. But yeah. yeah, it's it's surprising to me how often it's not in good faith. But yeah, yeah. Uh, people yeah. are mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot of vitriol out there, a lot of vitriol. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to go into, uh, do you guys want to talk about the whole BLM thing a little bit? Uh, we love BLM. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I have, a, I have a couple personal questions for you about. Um, yeah, shoot about where you're from like um the whole lockdown stuff is that okay if i ask that oh you want to go there first before is that okay yeah no totally yeah i was gonna get to COVID after but let's do it now because like um like there's some great people out there like laura lynn tyler thompson and abbotsford she's in abbotsford is she yeah yeah she's i'm a huge fan of her she's just doing great work out there and i was just uh wondering what your what it's like for you out there with in terms of lockdown the new lockdown measures and stuff like yeah i mean it, frustrating i think i think is the biggest word um because i think and recently i and this is i just to give you some stats uh, i was looking at these this morning actually yeah um we were actually seeing one of the biggest spikes we've seen in in bc right um where i've been watching the numbers pretty much weekly since this started back in back in like march right yeah and as far as hospitalizations, we're, for context, BC is a province of 5.1 million people. Okay. Right? And um, we've never had, uh, up until recently, actually, I've never seen that number going higher than 350 hospitalizations okay. from COVID. Right? Uh, right now, it's, uh, actually, I have this written down. I think it's just under 500. Um, uh-huh. 
So it's gotten a little bigger recently. Yeah, it's 486 hospitalizations currently, um, which is the biggest number I've seen, admittedly. And we have 160 in critical care. Formerly, that number had never really gone above like 90, right? right. Um, but the thing is right now is we have 1.5 million people in this province vaccinated. Um, and what I don't know, how, I don't know how to reconcile the fact that you look at We've been doing this for over a year now. You look at Florida and Texas, um, both whose cases and deaths are going down drastically, and they're two of the most open states. Uh, Texas is 100% open. I believe Florida is as well. And Florida actually has been since like last summer, right? Yeah, they're um, thriving. Like, and then the fact that the median age of death in BC is 86 years old. Yeah. Um, why are we in a place where there's no indoor dining right now? Um, there's no, you can't hang out with people outside of your household unless you're outside groups of 10 or less outside you're allowed to do. Yeah. Um, and, and st- so it's like, it's part of it's reasonable, part of it's not, but it's Bonnie Henry was like lauded on the global stage back last year, uh, yeah. for treating this so reasonably and for having very little lockdowns. And it's like, now we have more, like we have stricter lockdowns and numbers are getting worse. Yeah. Whereas places that are opening up, the numbers are getting better. So what are we doing? And I don't know. <laughs> do you think it was, but, do you think uh, like Bonnie Henry kind of played the game at the beginning because she didn't have a uh, majority government? <laughs> so she was kind of like, oh, I can win voters over still. But now that she has, she has a majority now, no? Yeah. That's, that's, one of the, that's one of the things I've been trying to parse out is how much of this has to do with, with John Horgan and the NDP. Right. Um, because, and I guess maybe this is just, and that's, that's part of my problem all these, all, all this time right now is like, how much is truth and how much is politics? Cause I'm just becoming more and more cynical about that. Um, but I don't understand, even if you're playing the political game, yeah. right? Uh, why, when you, when you're allotted for your reasonable approach yeah. and your numbers are fantastic and then you become progressively unreasonable and the numbers get worse, how is that politically expedient? So I don't know if it's politically motivated or if it's power motivated. I, I honestly don't know what to think. Um, what do you think, I guess, from Ontario? Because you have kind of a similar situation, maybe probably more extreme with Doug Ford over there. Yeah. The so-called oh, yeah. conservative. Do we have a name for rhinos, Republicans in name only in the States? Oh, Are they like, I don't know. We call them like liberal lights here, I guess. Liberal right? lights? Liberal yeah. lights. I was going to say like chinos, conservatives, but that sounds <laughs> racially tinged. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, conservatives I mean, in name only is what I mean. I, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we think that this is way bigger than just like a provincial thing. Like this is totally like, like Canada, hmm. like on the global stage, we're complacent. No, we're, we're notoriously complacent. We're yeah. under globalist rule. Right yeah, now. like we, I, not to, we're not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I really do believe that we're the Canada's the test dummy for hmm. like some like a globalist agenda. I mean, think of the Great Reset. I mean, yeah, like even Aaron O'Toole's adopted that like Build Back Better kind of, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, our our top health officials are work for. The WHO, Teresa Tam, does work for the WHO. So there's, yeah, it's we're a lot more under globalist rule than people are willing to admit or people mm-hmm. even know. Yeah, and I mean it's it's just I I think to support that like Doug Ford has a like a conservative cabinet, a majority conservative cabinet, and 
you think when you elect a conservative, you would get more <laughs> options like a, to live in a freer yeah. society. And we've had yeah. one of the worst lockdowns in North America. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, everything's been closed since November. Yeah. Wow. There was like yeah. one hot minute, like two weeks ago where patios were open and then we were, <laughs> were in lockdown again. Yeah. Yeah. So not even like outdoor dining is not even a thing out there. Eh? No, no, literally we wow. can do nothing. Wow. We, yeah, it's been on, like that I was even looking this morning. I don't think there's a stay-at-home order in a single state in the U.S. outside of, uh, I think, I think Puerto Rico, which actually is not even a state. Uh, Puerto <laughs> Rico is the only thing with a stay-at-home order in the really? entirety of the U.S. Yeah. And yeah. yet Ontario is, Ontario ruled by a so-called conservative yeah. premier is pretty bad. Is, it's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we that's mind blowing to me. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's very confusing. I we it's very it, we feel <laughs> gaslit. Like we're like, what the heck? Yeah. Like you're, you know, I don't know. It's it's, yeah, it's been infuriating. You, this this city is becoming a shell. Like Toronto was once a beautiful, thriving city, and it's it's, it's just, very depressing. I mean, we go out to um, these. Like today it was a beautiful day where normally you'd see just hordes of people downtown in Kensington Market and Young and mm. Dundas Square and it's a ghost town. It's eerie, it's depressing, yeah. it's yeah, it's angering and I'm sure it's that way out there in B C too, but Yeah, it's and Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Totally. And what's funny is that we're I mean, we're fairly <laughs> I think I think BCers we talk a big game like we talk about I remember even a news there's a news person for I was engaged with him on Twitter briefly um it was saying uh, Bonnie Henry and our 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 <laughs> our benevolent overlords uh <laughs> they, they he was saying they underestimate our willingness to comply with further COVID-19 lockdowns which is just like that's, I mean, if nothing else, that's a brilliant illustration of how out of touch the media is these days. Um, yeah. But like, no one's been following the orders, right? Um, good. And I'll use the word allegedly. I allegedly have been seeing all like friends and family like the whole time, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But that's just, everyone's doing that. Like, there's not a lot of people sticking to the only go see your household rule. Even though we have indoor dining, you're only, or sorry, outdoor dining, uh, you're yeah. only supposed to be going with like people in your household, in your bubble or whatever. Right. And no one is. Everyone's seeing friends and family and stuff do like that. Do they like, have, um, do they have big protests? Like, what are, th no, and that's, that's actually one of the things I've been frustrated with, especially being in Abbotsford. I mean, our government is on the island. And they shut down the ferries. So, oh. so it's like, I don't even, I, I, that, and part of me goes, how is that fair? Like, how is that cool that like our provincial government is on an island that you can no longer access? Whoa. Right? Wow. Um, yeah. Like, because for me, it's like, I, I would be, I've been wanting to organize like a protest or something like that. And I've never been that kind of person. Like, I've never been to go like pro, get on protest because usually I make fun of those people for not having jobs. But um, yeah. <laughs> I um, used to do that all but, the time too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like when there's actually a serious crampdown on, on, on liberty, right? On, yeah. on freedom of, you guys have talked, I've heard your podcast talking about our charter rights to mobility and freedom of association and, yeah. and religiously liberty all that stuff right um how do you protest that like what am i gonna go do like <laughs> go go protest at city hall like what's that gonna do i don't know I in know. abbotsford i oh, like it's yeah. it's it's really tough to find a to find a a, a way to speak out against that kind of thing mm. um especially when your government's on an island but i don't know what do you guys think what's the what's like a what's a good way to to react how do we how do we how does conservatism do activism because i've, I've kind of always been against activism but maybe that's how we got so I, bad to begin with well i think 
that we need to it's it's we need to change young people's minds like it's yeah it's, the old people are, are some of them are open-minded i i can't no one's a monolith but it's these young indoctr- indoctrinated sorry say folks. that again for the people in the back can you hear no me? one's a monolith no say one's it again. a monolith yeah <laughs> amen I was like, okay, yeah oh, no one's man. a monolith yeah, sorry. I love it. That's no, my like, I lo- go-to line. No, yeah, 100%. No, 100% that, that's one of the most important things I think we can say because that's one of the reasons we get so much flack yeah. is how can you, uh, like you, you said it's still racist, like the black community is suffering. It's like well, not all so of them. many people in the black community <laughs> disagree with the nonsense that's going on. Yeah. yeah. And it's only because you're an actual racist that you think they all think the same. Oh, like, totally. Anyways. So, yeah, we <laughs> could literally just, go on like a 50 year tangent about that. I mean, but yeah, no, absolutely. But totally. Sorry. But I totally interrupted anyway, you, but I love that. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I just thought yeah. you couldn't hear me because we've had so many tests. Oh. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get. But, um, like the young people who have been indoctrinated by these like far left universities, like we need to reach them somehow. And I, I do actually really mm. believe that a lot of this is spiritual. I do think this is a spiritual battle, but, but totally, totally. I think more than protests and stuff, I think it's just having conversations with people because like, I think when you lay certain things out for people, they actually agree with you. They just don't mm. know, like, they don't know how to define it. Like, I mean, Sandra, you're a perfect example. You have conversations with left-wing people at your yeah. work and they agree with everything she says, wow. but they yeah. they don't, they can't reconcile that it's conservatism. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah. so I really think just, ha- yeah, like having open conversations is really one of the things I think continuing to talk about it on social media, because um, you don't know where people are at. I mean, Ali Stuckey always says that she has people who hate listen to her. And then because they continue mm. to listen to her, they eventually change their mind. Right but, on. Yeah. But I think that was intentional. I think um, they want people to stay home in lockdown and not be talking to actual friends in person because mm. the, the impact of, uh, face-to-face conversations has on people is... Like by far more yeah, well, impactful. It, that's a good point because if I'm wow. messaging, yeah. if I'm DMing someone and we're having a debate, it's 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 a lot less human. But when you're face it's to face, it's not even real. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. it's fake. Yeah. It's it is. There's only a tiny portion of truth and genuineness to it. I yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. it's a, it's more human to interact in in the flesh. Yeah. But I think that's intentional. They wanted people mm, to interesting. To stop interacting with people face to face because there's so much power in that. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. No, I agree. It's like one of the things, one of the kind of the early shifts for me, I think, starting the podcast was like, um, at first I started out with this very noble intention of like reaching across the aisle and having these really great discussions with people who disagreed. And um, <laughs> I was very quickly disillusioned of that because because of the toxicity of, of the left these days, right? Yeah. Um, and but I think, I think more what our purpose can be is, is having podcasts like this stuff and, and speaking up is, is I think you're exactly right. Like you just summed up, um, exactly what I thought about it. I think the real change happens in one-on-one scenarios, right? Yeah. Where you're like having friends over for a barbecue and you get yeah. talked. But so many people, I think we're scared of talking about politics. I don't want to talk about that stuff, but it's like, you can do that healthily. You can do that with respect. Um, and it needs to be done more. I don't think politics should be one of those things like, oh, we don't talk about politics in this house. It's kind yeah, of like I think cliche, we gotta like... we gotta make politics safe again. <laughs> make politics <Yeah>. safe. Again. <laughs> but yeah, also, no, but 100%. also another another thing about um, the the in person communication and um, camaraderie. I think that that's why um, there was such an attack on the churches during the pandemic. Yeah. And why totally are they? Agree. Why are they? Why are they putting so much manpower 
into making sure that there's no more than 10 people in in a christian church Mm. it's for that reason and it's symbolic Mm -hmm. it's they don't want these they churches know the the power of congregating congregating yeah Yeah. in community yeah right and that's and totally so i think that's yeah i don't know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, Preach some of the churches system. I'm most, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, one of the things I'm most proud of is some of the churches here is a lot of them shut down and have not come back, right? Um, but there's a couple of churches here uh, that have just gone, because right now we're, I think it's 50 or less um, outdoors. Okay, right? outdoor? Out- yeah, outdoors. BC's yeah. warm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's raining. It was for a while. We got like a little, little, uh, little spring flash of summer, but uh, it, it turned back to rain really quick here. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but basically, so uh, there's a couple of churches and there's one church in particular that had like basically six different tents with 50 wow. people under them. And so they could have like 300 people. Right. Oh, and, uh, so good. and I was like, that's a church that I like, and aren't they're one of the wealthier, Nat, you probably know which one they are, but they're one of the wealthier yeah. churches in Abbotsford. I have um, a guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like, it, like, it's just so proud of them, right? They have the resources to do that and they're just doing what they can. And I I think personally, I'd like to see a little more rebellion. I think I, I'm like, there's a lot I'd love to do to kind of like, it's really tough to, to reconcile. Maybe you have thoughts on this. Reconciling, uh, how, 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 how does a church, what is the scriptural basis for a church living in a world that seems to be stepping on freedoms? Where is that line drawn? about how much the church should simply disobey. Yeah, to be honest, from the beginning, I've been very much so against churches uh, obeying the government. I know there's that huge, like, Romans debate, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that every every Christian throws at you when they're pro-lockdown, but... To me, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, this is one of the things Pastor James Coates in Edmonton, Alberta said, mm-hmm. like, I, I can't limit accessibility into my church because what if someone is suffering and mm-hmm. they try to come and they're not a Christian and they have questions and they need those questions answered in person and I have to turn them away, mm-hmm. you know, because of yeah. the, the capacity, like levels or mandates that the government's kind of infringed on them. And I, I just think all churches, especially after seeing Pastor James Coates, you know, taking the stand he's taken, and I don't know where, I'm guessing we're probably on a similar page about him, but I don't know. I'm not, can't put words into your mouth, but. James Coates, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like, so after just. God after, bless him. Exactly. So after seeing a man like do what he's done to honor and glorify God, like why aren't other churches falling in line? I just don't understand. Yeah. Like. Because I think it's going to get worse and more difficult for the church. I think like this is yeah. like persecution light. <laughs> but I think, um, and I heard this argument about that. And also I want to add to not only James, Pastor James Coase, but also Pastor um, Arthur Pav- Pavlowski. Oh, yeah. Um, who just... But I forget who made the point about um. There's... Is he the gentleman, really quick, with like the beautifully gravelly voice who was like chasing the cops out of his church? Yeah, yeah, get yeah, out. Yeah, That's yeah. I saw a video of his this morning, get actually. Out. Yep. Get yeah, get out. Nazi, communist, <laughs> fascist. Yeah. No, but he's it's it's incredible that um they the two of them and uh Hen uh Pastor Henry Hildebrandt in Aylmer, Ontario, they've gotten international attention for for their defiance of these. Measures. of the lockdowns yeah. like yeah. they it's against what they're called to do 
Yes. Yeah. They're being obedient to God. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful yeah. that we have at least three who are not just out defying, but just making headlines. So they're mm-hmm. incredibly brave. And um, someone yeah. made a point about churches um, being incentivized to stay locked down and not defying, right? Because there's, you know, they, they depend on their, um, like, their charitable status yeah and yeah. it's the and just like any other working mm, people working class yeah. like you you collect serb money and yeah. stuff like that and i don't know the mm. the details or whatever but um well i know the church that my husband and i used to go to we don't go there anymore um because they jumped on the critical race theory bandwagon Yikes. um they they literally said that they're afraid to lose their charitable wow. status yes wow. that's why they're not opening up so yeah. i don't know that's i guess so their rough. obedience is to the government yeah yeah that's so hard to hear i think like i, I and i get that that civil disobedience line is it's so hard to to like parse out i get that but it's like I don't know because there is there really is like maybe it's from my ignorance personally as a Christian but there doesn't seem to be a lot in scripture that talks about civil disobedience except that like there's the obviously the give to Caesar what is Caesar's give to God what is God's Um, and then actually have you guys seen The Chosen have you seen that series no but I hear it's really good oh it's on my list highly recommend it yeah my wife and I just finished I think it was episode 6 this morning um, and uh, and there's uh, the scene of this, the episode today was um, it's the first time where Christ heals the paralytic and there's right. a crowd and it comes and gets shut, shut down by both the Roman uh, the Romans and, and the Pharisees so both the Roman and the Jewish authorities what does Christ do sneaks out the back and runs away right mm-hmm. and so civil disobedience right he was getting in trouble from authorities and he just paste it right? you know what i mean um and so that's that's an act of defiance right it's an act of defiance against the authorities he, he was going to get shut down and that wasn't his time to obviously his time came when when he was to be crucified but until yeah. then he was actively disobeying the orders of authorities right um and so it's tough to parse out but it's just i yeah i, I think that's a great what james Coates his, his point of accessibility is that we're we're so obsessed with I think I think we've become such a material society that we are so obsessed with physical health, even though we've been I mean, COVID, in all honesty, is not a threat to most people's material health because you look at the death rates and the median ages, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, But we've been so uh, pushed into being in fear of that, that we what happened to spiritual well-being we should be looking after the the eternal fate of the of the children of god in this world mm-hmm. and and we've thrown that to the wayside what for a charitable status as a church no exactly That's like why are you a pastor why are you a pastor <laughs> yeah i'm sorry like yeah. you shouldn't your church should close as far as i'm concerned i'm sorry <laughs> yeah you know like this is the this is yeah. the time to take a stand and i'm i'm maybe a little too harsh about this topic but i'm very passionate about it so sure yeah yeah no yeah no nothing to forgive yeah (laughs) i I think even like here's the thing that like even if even if you're wrong we need people speaking out about this stuff i don't know if i'm right i don't know if you're right um only god knows but the the fact (laughs) only god knows exactly and but but we need people it's like sticking up like standing up and speaking out about this kind of stuff because so I, that's one of the things I've been that if anything about COVID has terrified me, it's how willing we are to comply. Yeah. Like 
and I don't know if like you, all these petty tyrants, whether they're in the government or they're the retail clerk at your local store mm-hmm. going, uh, excuse me, are you wearing a mask? Like put your mask on. You know what I mean? Like everyone just gets granted this certain degree of power and people just seized on that and are just going along like little sheep <laughs> to use the common term. And it's, no, it's that's the scary part for me, but. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. But also, like, to, to see the glass half full, there's, I'm very amazed at how the community and some of these uh, protesters and anti-lockdown activists have, they will literally go to your small business in your whatever small town and swarm your business and inundate it with business and just... Mm. When you yeah. defy the lockdown. When you defy yeah. the yeah. lockdowns. And so yeah. there's there's strength in numbers and it's been really encouraging. Totally. Yeah, yeah there's and a they, great example of the gym, I think, that was... I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, Huff Gym. And also, yeah, and yeah, also yeah. there's a lot yeah, of yeah. legal avenues and lawyers who will take on all these... Um, yeah, pro bono discrim- and these discrim- yeah. discrimination cases and tickets and stuff like that so it's that's very encouraging yeah i saw rebel news actually i think rebel news is crowdfunding yeah yeah fight the fines.com yeah Yeah. which is awesome that's phenomenal yeah yeah Yeah. um really well sorry what time is it i don't have a clock in front of me i need to it's 7 56 in (laughs) our time so i don't know okay 4 56 for you right (laughs) gotcha yeah 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 gotcha oh it is okay i'm totally late for the dinner i'm supposed to be going to um okay okay ladies this obviously this has been really good because this went way longer than i thought it went (laughs) sorry Um, that you're late no no hey don't no 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 don't apologize at all don't apologize um because I wanted horse. to again, we didn't even get to uh, there's a couple things I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to obviously more coronavirus stuff, um, and then I wanted to get into a little like, like Candace Owens stuff. I wanted to ask you about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Maybe so, we should do this again sometime. A hundred percent. Yes. Like let's let's do it again soon. We'd love to. Um, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, ladies. Today has been so good. I love doing. I always love that. Like I talk by myself a lot just to a camera. And I like the one podcast I did with uh, my buddy Lorenzo, and then today uh, have been so awesome. It's so much more fun to have dialogue and discussion, and and uh, you do great on your own in this stuff. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> totally. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, out in the world, uh, this has been a conversation with the Info Horse, and you should absolutely go check them out. Um, they have great discussions from everything from coronavirus to spirituality um, and just everything in between. And they are phenomenal, well thought out voices. And uh, you should, I highly recommend checking them out. So thank you so much <laughs> for listening, everybody. Nat, San, this has thank been so you. fun. Seriously thank appreciate you, Patrick. It's very nice to, to yeah. do this with you. Thank you. Enjoy Definitely. your dinner. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. And sorry. Fly over to, what's that? <laughs> And sorry, sorry to get Oh, you. don't say sorry. No, it's me who totally lost track of time. All my devices are being used right now, so I have no access to a clock. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, much love, and we'll do this again soon. And uh, I'm going to allegedly go to my parents-in-law's house for dinner tonight. But allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Have fun. All right, yeah, we'll do. Ladies, have Talk an excellent night. Take, Take care. You. See Take ya. Bye. Thanks so much, eh? Thank Thanks you. again. See ya.
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's Hemlock Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Tell them to subscribe because if you loved it, then they're going to love it too, obviously. Also, head a little to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us a lot with the charts. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, then forget about it. Don't worry about it and enjoy the rest of your day. Lastly, head on over to thehemlockpodcast.locals.com to become a supporter and receive access to exclusive content and ad-free versions of the Hemlock Podcast. Love you so much for listening. Let's continue to ride out this increasingly insane world with irreverence and joy. This is your host, Patrick Jolliker, and much love, y'all. Peace.